I may have a blog, but I also have a podcast. You can call me a clown, but this is my circus. Well, here we are yet again. Uh, going housewives time. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah. Good thing all the listeners brought their frankincense and myrrh and three wick candles. <laughs> uh, yeah, but because we there's so much housewives content. I mean, there's always so much Housewives content, but right now there's just so much new Housewives content from the franchises that we watch that we just have to talk about it. <laughs> ever since, ever since Stacy became a brand ambassador <laughs> for Peacock, ever since the Peacocking, like we've said this before, but. We'll, what people need to understand is we did not have access to these on this scale before. That's right. It was like whatever whatever existed on Hulu that you hadn't seen, yeah. that was the access. Otherwise, we could buy a season and watch it if we really felt the need. Otherwise, it's like try and pirate it or just wait till it gets dumped on Hulu the day before the new season premieres on Bravo. Yeah, at best, unless you were paying for it outright. Uh, pirating i don't know how okay. i don't either i said that <laughs> i've never i mean i've downloaded stuff from like youtube or whatever but actual pirate like i don't know how i'm not interested in learning like whatever servers and um seeds see ew really i think so like i i could be making that up but i feel like it's i don't know well, I'm never going to do it. So I Torrents. don't care. Torrents. All That's of the that. word. I don't know what that is. It, it used to be Napster. Right. And then it was whatever the other one was that gave you all the malware. Right. And and those were so easy because you just type in the song and then you get the thing and you download it and then Metallica sues you. And it was right. so easy. <laughs> yeah. And then they changed it and now you have to know how to connect to the torrents and to the, log into the servers. Yeah. And, I, and ever since then, I've never done it. No, no, thank you. I, there's already, there's enough for me to watch already without having to fucking Mission Impossible over the laser grid to get to it. Like, <laughs> but it is do. always cool when you do. I will, you know. <laughs> uh, so at best you were like a year behind if you waited for it to show up on Hulu. And now we are only a day behind. One day behind and we are inundated not only do we have access to all housewives that have ever happened ever oh my god but now we are living in an era stacy where salt lake city is airing potomac is airing and now miami just dropped miami just dropped and honestly i know like you said i am a brand ambassador but if you are a housewives aficionado, I cannot recommend Peacock enough just for Miami. It is the best. It's it's the best housewives has ever been, right? I think so. I think quite possibly. If only for the way it looks. Artistically? It's not a Bravo production because it's on Peacock. It's a Peacock original and it looks like a fucking movie. It is gorgeous. Like, and it's like, it is 
stunning to look at. And the fact that, like, right now this season is all structured around Lisa's life falling apart. Stay smaga angel. But they're, they're like, they got new cameras that are, like, the exclusively Lisa storyline cameras. <laughs> they are doing things with cameras that, like, I was going to make a Lenny Riefenstahl reference. But, I mean, she did invent, <laughs> she did invent, like, the dolly and the panning shot and stuff. But, like, they're doing that kind of shit. Like, they are doing full-on mise-en-scene, <laughs> like, tracking shots and, like, artistry. Oh my god, the shot of my MAGA angel walking under the archways for Alexia's yacht wedding celebration. Oh. I died. Oh. I died four times. <laughs> Not six. <laughs> I shot with myself six times. <laughs> it's just, it is, it is, as you said in a text message, it's cinema, all caps. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it is beautiful yeah it's the one franchise where you get if you're into the like lifestyle porn of it you get it with these women oh like the the cribsoning the cribsoning they are all fantastically wealthy for whatever reason uh and it makes miami look really gorgeous yeah and they're stunning and the water, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Isn't it, like, almost enough to trick you into thinking it isn't, like, a horrible, disgusting, sweaty, sticky, hurricane-laden place full of Republicans? Yes. <laughs> Where you're like, I would go there. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you remember. And then you remember. Miami. <laughs> Miami. But they released the first, the fifth episode just came out they released the first four last week all at the same time and i like i told you in a text clockwork orange time like put in my eye force up (laughs) i mean the eye drops i'm ready (laughs) and i could not stop like at first i was like well maybe i'll pace myself but then i couldn't because every single episode ends with some new lisa hockstein tragedy with a horrible horrible thing disrupting her life or a new revelation or a new uh, on mic whisper a new low from her scumbag husband from her underworld looking motherfucking gross ass (laughs) husband paint him blue and he would be the perfect underworld villain It's just repellent. Yeah, he's awful. I mean, if people don't, if there isn't a boycotting of his services worldwide. <laughs> right? Because of this series, I would be, there was no justice in this world if, if not. I mean, if you've listened to Real Housewives of Darkness, then you know how I personally feel about the Lisa Lenny marriage. <laughs> She's gay. <laughs> Right? She, this is something I grapple with as I watch it. I'm like, she's gay, but also I'm heartbroken for her as her marriage collapses. <laughs> and she, oh, absolutely. And she's cheated on by her husband that she probably is not attracted to. Right. That's the thing is like, clearly her life is being exploded by her husband who said, I have a new girlfriend. You and the kids need to find somewhere else to live. He tells her. And this is revelation from episode five, the newest one. He tells her that he is, she, the, the cheaty 
that he is dating her. That's who he's going to date. That's who he wants to marry. He even says to his boyfriend, Vito, he even says that cheating, you know, Lisa is the one that he's cheating with because he wants to be with his new gal pal. He doesn't he doesn't sleep with his wife because he feels like if he does he's cheating with his on his side piece. Mhm. That is insane. Like how humiliating for Lisa that this is out there on the air. It's really say what you will about housewives. These women are often extremely vulnerable on camera for us. And She's really going through it on camera. This is like this news has been out there forever. But as we're watching it, she's going through it. It's very fresh. They go on a group trip and she's like, I didn't want to come because he just told me that he has a girlfriend and I have to get out of the house. Well, and their dog just died. Yeah. Like she's having to teach her children alone about death. Because he's just not there he's gone anytime they're together they'll be having a romantic dinner and he's on his phone texting the whole time if you see lenny on the show he's just texting the whole time she'll try to take a picture of them and she'll be like you love me and he's like sure it's so excruciating he's just so openly hateful of her the way he talks to her and the way he looks at her like he actually hates her yeah like he i would not be surprised if he tried to kill her ever like he is a horrible part he is a hateful man <laughs> yes he really ha- i saw somebody post like left a comment and it's like what show are you watching but they were like i hope you two find your way back together <gasps> on his instagram they they wrote this on lenny's instagram and he said he would rather be loveless and alone forever than ever be with lisa oh my god like, he's an abuser, right? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, he's definitely emotionally abusive. 100%. That has been displayed without question. Yes. That I just, I'm, like, the way his temper works with her, I literally, like, watch, see Lisa Hochstein, and I'm just like, girl, run. <laughs> he's a monster. And he, I cannot believe the way he just has, like, abandoned the kids. That's the thing. I don't care if it was an arrangement. Like, it seems, yes, it seems that he is just doing it all over again, finding another 27-year-old to replace your, you know. But the fact that he made her have kids, despite, like, all the years of her trying not to have kids. <laughs> yeah. And then made her, like, I don't know, like, they broke her into being a Hochstein, I feel, I feel like. Versus if you just want a trophy wife and you just want her to go, whatever, that's fine. But, like, expecting her to, like, raise your family and do all that and then abandoning them with her? Yeah. That's like, I'm a, that's a breach of contract. (laughs) When you and, you and the kids need to find a new place to live, like, that's fucking cold. It's not even, like... Like, oh, marriages break up. Like, people fall out of love or whatever. Like, they had nothing in common to begin with. No. Like, let, let's be real. No. But just to to be like, I hate you. Get out of my life and take the kids with you is just insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and like, like when the, so the housewives are all gathered and they're talking about, uh, before Lisa gets there, they're talking about the parties and how, like, all the women are tens and, and there's no men and, like, 
Lisa invites those people. And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's like a, it's a bride's Dracula situation where, <laughs> you know, they select the girl and then they have a threesome with them. Like, I, I thought that might've been happening with the, oh God, I forgot her name already, but the model sister that went and lived with them. Where I'm like, I think that Lisa might select women that she's happy to have a threesome with. That's the thing. I was like, I I thought the exact same thing watching that scene. I'm like, it's amazing that they say those things. And they're like, I just don't understand. I would never have those women around my man. And I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking it never occurs to any of you that she likes women also. That even though they've all noticed it. Even though they've all noticed it over the years, especially the old heads who were there from season two and three. Exactly. So it's like, it is, that is fine. That's like, that was their agreement. But throwing the kids on top of that and then making that her sole responsibility is bullshit. No matter, no matter what the motive was, no matter how they got there in the first place. That's when I get mad. That's when I get mad. That's when I get so angry. He is so vile. How dare he? I don't care if she's a monster. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love her. She's an angel. Oh, it's really brutal to watch. And I hate to say it. Despite the fact that they did fight early on, oh. apparently now Lisa says to this day that Larsa has been her number one biggest supporter in all of this. I don't want to give Larsa credit for anything, but fine. Here's what I will say. <laughs> Housewives... One is a masterclass in filmmaking <laughs> and editing, <laughs> which is, I will always stand up for it uh, in those terms. Two, it's a masterclass in empathy and t- helping you access empathy that you thought you did not have the potential or capability for. <laughs> mm. It makes you, we've talked about on the show and privately, it makes you, um, it, it you fall in love with people and you fall out in love with people. And then you fall back in love with them. And then you understand why people do things a certain way. You understand, you come to understand personality patterns and psychology behind actions. Uh, I still despise Larsa. <laughs> but when all, I love when the women come together. Oh my God. The scene in the most recent episode, I was, I was, screaming on the in my heart because i yes i i'm like this is midsummer this is rosemary yes! baby that scene in the kitchen yes yes 100 they gather around the wounded one and you watch the way like at first lisa's like oh my marriage is going really poorly and everybody's like It'll get better. There's always ups and downs, whatever. And she's like, no, Lenny kicked me out and the kid's out and he has a new girlfriend. And Alexia is like on her feet, like, no, we're going to fucking kick his ass. (laughs) I always knew. Like Alexia's ready to get the fucking mob and kill him. (laughs) Yeah. And they're, and Gertie is losing her mind and they're all just like screaming and yelling and on her side. And I just, it's so beautiful <laughs> like, it's I just literally it. those th- th- as Meryl Streep says in Death Becomes Her these are the moments that make life worth living that is when I feel activated by these shows I feel that emotional catharsis of seeing 
people on reality TV who are performing very, I mean, they're performing, right? It, they know they're on camera that, that it even affects how they relate to each other and the things that they say and do and the plot lines. It's all, it's all performance. But when you see that performance fall away and they just become real people that have feelings and care about each other, I lose my mind. So yeah, I was watching that scene and I'm screaming. I'm, I'm immediately thinking of the midwives in Midsummer, just like you said, like looking into Florence Pugh's face and helping her through her grief. And they're all scream crying together, keening together. I think of, I, I, I felt like I was watching Big Little Lies season one, the really good one, not season two. I felt like I was watching season one all over again. I'm like, yes, come together, my queens. <laughs> like, the coven is united. And it's so powerful so seeing what i will say about larsa is seeing larsa immediately none of they had their stupid fight they had whatever larsa has to say that's all i hear when larsa talks (laughs) but seeing larsa just go to lisa and just hold her that's all i needed and i'm like okay at the end of the day i hate to admit it but you're human beings (laughs) And this happens, this same, that same, oh no, I'm having a feeling and now I'm questioning how I feel about this entire person because I recognize humanity within them. That's uh, Wendy apologizing to Robin and them just like getting along finally. That's all I've wanted for so long in Potomac. Or Salt Lake, the moment that broke me Everyone's having this giant meltdown and this argument, the scream fight. Everyone's been through it all night long. And then you see after, after like a year of adversity, you see an exhausted Meredith and Lisa Barlow just hold each other. Oh my God. That was such an amazing shot. It was literally the most human moment I have ever seen in Housewives ever. And it's all they need. They were so exhausted. It's like the end of whatever happened, of, or not whatever, uh, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? <laughs> like where everyone's, everyone's just dead and done. Like you're just functioning on like base instinct. But like they are just so tired and you can see they're so tired of their fight and they just agree to love each other in that moment. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also... You're going to get more of those moments when the women are genuinely friends. Like Miami has some newbies like Gertie and Nicole and Julia are still the new kids, basically. But the other ones have known each other for 10 years, 20 years. Alexia and Marisol calling each other bro and laughing every time they see each other. (laughs) Yeah, like they've known each other and they're actually friends. Meredith and Lisa were actually friends. Like here's a picture of them in 2012 or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, It's why New York works so well. It's why early Atlanta works so well because they're actually friends and they're going to have issues, but they're going to work through it and they do genuinely love and support each other. And then when you see the franchises where it is just reality TV, basically. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. I mean, it's nothing but actresses and, (laughs) you know, people running in that. And it's Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, Or it's why Salt Lake doesn't. Salt Lake is so weird. Salt Lake City is like watching the world's slowest car accident. (laughs) 
over and over and started in episode one season one and it's the car is still rolling down the hill do any of them actually know each other (laughs) they don't know each other and they don't like each other like besides whitney and heather which i'm sure we'll get to oh my god poor whitney girl poor wit like has there ever been such a downtrodden angel i know I know the thing she has been the punching bag since season one. You know, everybody comes at her at one time or another. Um, no one ever gives her the benefit of the doubt. Like, yes, she's a shit stirrer at times. Everybody on fucking housewives is like, I don't know who said it. Was it Lisa? Who was like, we've all done shit. Yeah. Lisa said that while standing up for, for Whitney. Yeah. Like we've all said shitty things and done shit and no one fucking owns up to anything. Yeah, everyone in this group has fucked up. And, but Whitney just, because I think Whitney, when she gets in an argument, she is not good at articulating herself. She is slow to react to things and everybody takes advantage of it and pounces on it. And she just ends up in the corner, like, relentlessly pummeled. Literally baby in the corner. Yes. Heather fucking throws and puts baby Whitney in a corner. I can't believe how much Heather is showing her ass. Oh, <laughs> what a monster. What an absolute, just abject monster. I think, I think too, and I think this is the case with Whitney and Heather too, but I think there's a lot of internalized misogyny gets reflected back at Whitney. Yes. And I think it's because of her voice how she speaks i think like whitney what's her biggest complaint throughout the entire series i'm not being heard she's not being heard she's not being taken seriously there's a reason why when mary was like little girl yeah like that fucking encapsulates the way they all feel about her and the way a sizable portion of the audience feels about her she's got a baby voice she's cute she wears a top knot in her confessionals, and no one fucking takes her seriously at all. No, Jin Shaw in the latest episode, Jin Shaw, who has also returned to being season one Jin Shaw after, oh God, after becoming horrible. She was Zen Jin for a while, and it was a great look on her, and that exploded. But, uh, um, oh fuck, where was I going? Oh, so Jin Shaw says, Jin, even this whole meltdown's happening. Lisa Barlow is doing her best. She's a valiant knight. She becomes like Galahad in this moment. (laughs) She is doing her best to defend Whitney. And then Jen just is like, Jen just starts going off about Whitney too. I mean, most of it's in the confessional, but it's like, Hey, use your voice, Whitney. Just talk like the rest of us instead of trying to talk around. And it's like, has no one heard? Literally, as Whitney says, I'm not being heard. No one is hearing what Whitney's saying. Whitney is laying out everything. Very matter of fact. But Heather won't allow her to speak and no one will actually listen because they don't take her seriously because they literally treat her like a little girl because, I don't know, because she's pretty, because she's a baby voice, because any of this, like it's it's internalized misogyny. And then to see Heather participating in that and as Whitney points out very astutely, I, like, Whitney says in that last episode that she has... She's Heather's closest friend and her family. And so why doesn't she have, why why isn't Heather like, Heather talks about how she's everyone's ride or die, which I'm like, you need to find another thing to say for Heather. (laughs) Yeah. But like, so why isn't she there? Why isn't she as forgiving or as there 
for Whitney as she is for Jen Shaw, who doesn't give a shit about her. Well, Heather's got to work for Jen's approval, right? Like she wants to, Heather loves to cast herself as the underdog. Like, look at all her confessionals. It's like, what reality are you living in? All her confessionals are like, oh boy, another night of pig pile on Heather. Boy, what did I do now? And it's like, every scene is you being a bully to somebody. Yes. Like she loves to be the underdog in things. And she is, the Mormon church is so entwined in her DNA. She's a mean church lady. She's a mean girl. She is an absolute mean girl church lady. And it comes out now. And who does she hate the most? Whitney and Lisa. Whitney, who's, who literally signed the paper saying, I am no longer a Mormon. Fuck you. And is so happy about it. And Lisa, who is a Mormon on her own terms. She does whatever she wants. She says she has a great relationship with God. She runs a liquor company. (laughs) She just is like, yeah, I'm a Mormon and it's great. (laughs) And this is Heather's thing. Whitney left the church, turned around and walked away. Heather can't seem to do it. No. Lisa stays in the church on her own terms and Heather couldn't do that. As Heather pretends to literally write the book on it, writing, having her book, uh, Bad Mormon, ghostwritten for her. Yeah. So, of course, they're her big targets, right? It's, I think it's that. I think it's also she, I think she might have, I'm trying to give her some grace here, but I think she might have some insecurity about just Whitney and Lisa being friends. I think she feels threatened by that because. Oh, sure. Because, you know, it was, it was, it, for a long time, it was Lisa Barlow versus Bad Weather. Uh, But, but even still, as Whitney points out, why is it bad that we're having progress? Well, Lisa, Lisa pointed that out. Yeah, she's like, why is it bad? <laughs> she said, why is it bad that we have progress? I feel reprieve. And it's like, Lisa loves a malapropism. But, <laughs> but like, she's right. <laughs> like, how, why is it bad to be friends? How real was that moment when, like, Whitney just lays everything out and is trying to appeal to just basic decency and human feeling. And Heather just like says, okay, well, I'm sorry that I didn't hear what you were saying. And also, I'm sorry that you want to be friends with Lisa. (laughs) And then you hear the pain in Lisa Barlow's voice when she says, Heather, don't do that. You're going too far. You don't say that. Why is it bad that we're making progress? You know, when Lisa Barlow said, I think it was season two, when she said Lisa Barlow is an amazing human being, she was right. <laughs> I'm telling you, Whitney, Whitney is the angel above the manger of the of Salt Lake City, but <laughs> Lisa Barlow is everybody inside. She's everybody inside. She's away in a manger. <laughs> Just like her breakaway pop. Did you guys, did you love it? <laughs> did I do it? <laughs> I love her. I love, I Lisa, love Barlow. Lisa Barlow. She's an angel. She's so great. She's so great. She literally, she's the only one that if, well, besides Whitney, if you have a conversation, she'll sit down with any housewife. And if they have a conversation about their feelings, she doesn't try to stir up drama. She just says, what do you think you need to do? What kind of help do you need? Like, she's actually a real one. Meredith just shows up. (laughs) 
period. <laughs> she's more fun this season. She is. Ever she since is. the hug I got over Meredith, and now she's just funny. <laughs> I'm like, wow, she got paid and said three words all episode? Okay. I, I love that her whole new thing is just like, I'm gonna get drunk. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Because this, they, they, it's already like one of the smallest Housewives casts ever. And then once Jen shuffles off to prison uh they're gonna have to do something because they'll be down to four which is why we have like three friends of actively auditioning (laughs) like like it's like curtains and then they just have these these three women that are like (laughs) trying their hardest to have personality yeah none of them are really doing it for me well i hope dana ends up coming back because i think she's super hot oh and that gray in her hair the gray in her hair is really attractive her style is lit and I, I I like Dana, but she also is like she's maybe so the boring. least interesting. <laughs> she's so boring. Like she's way too level-headed yeah. to be on Housewives, I think. Like it's one thing to have the the rational one, your Robin Dixon's, generally Robin Dixon, who gets real fucking messy, but it's also the one who could be like, guys, what's going on? Yeah. But I think Dana is way too normal. Yes. To be a, an actual housewife. She's like, is there, are we drinking bottled water or is there like a filter right from the tap? Like, I don't think she wants to be there. I don't know why she's there, <laughs> but she, her hair is great. And I, I do like, just intrinsically like her. Uh, The other, the Angie's. No, thank you. Angie K I'm fine with, but you know, I don't know what she really does except be aloof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Angie H. I mean, hell on earth. Yes. Yeah, she's too messy, I think. She's yeah. way too messy. Yeah. Uh, but they got to do something because Jen Shaw, apparently, first I read she was disinvited. Once she pled guilty, she was disinvited from the reunion. Then they invited her again, but she told them she can't talk about anything because she still hasn't been sentenced. So they said, okay, then forget it. <laughs> do you? I, I just saw that yesterday. Do you think that's true? I don't really believe anything that comes out of her mouth, but I do believe that a lawyer would tell her not to talk about anything. Um, Yeah. Because she hasn't been sentenced and she's already doing enough damage with her behavior on the show. That's the thing is I I was like, well, maybe it's, maybe she just doesn't, maybe there is a legal component, but also I think she doesn't want to speak to, well, also the legal stuff, but she just doesn't want to speak to how her behavior has rapidly shifted and now she's back to just being a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. And I can't, I can imagine Bravo maybe being like, we don't need to give her a platform if she can't even talk about the fact that she pled guilty to you know all of this shit yeah so defrauding the elderly there was this i sent it to you that phone message (gasps) that somebody dug up somebody it was a voicemail message geotagged salt lake city it's i mean it hasn't been proven that it's her it sounded exactly like jen shaw and it was like hi yeah this is annie like you could tell it wasn't her name like she stumbled over the words and it was it was one of those fucking robocalls that you get that's like, we're calling about your student loans. There's a problem with your student loans. Call us back. Yeah, like she's reading a script that she wrote with Stuart. Wild! She's such a criminal! She's such a criminal. And you can't call her out on anything 
or else she'll be like, well, I try to kill myself. <laughs> like, oh she'll my scream God. at you and storm away. Using that was bad. A possible suicide attempt because it's Jen Shaw, so who knows what the truth is? Oh, so bad. Using that to manipulate people is so low. I was like, I'm done. I don't care if you dress up like Pam Burglar, <laughs> like f- from Clue. Madeline, Madeline Kahn's Hamburglar? Yes, Madeline Kahn's Hamburglar in your confessionals. Like, it was the Hamburglar in the fucking greenhouse with a, with a hamburger, probably. Like, I'm, I, she really, the charm immediately evaporated, man. Yep. She's a monster. She's awful. She's awful. Who says funny things sometimes? Except last, the last episode where she was like, you flip-flop so much, you should be wearing flip-flops. And I was like, oh. And then she watched that and was like, oh, that was, that was bad. She was, exa- <laughs> she was exhausted. I will say, I mean, you've brought this up before too, but nothing will be, uh, I, and the whole time, Jason and I went to the mall the other day. <laughs> we went to the mall and I was looking at, they had all these, they, it's like there's this new thing that like these elves are really popular. Not elf on a shelf, but like these elves that are kind of like that and i keep kept threatening jason with buying them because i thought they were funny and then i couldn't stop saying as we walked through the mall i just could not stop saying her fat fucking elf on a shelf husband (laughs) (laughs) it's just so funny (laughs) that was good but yeah she's had some real baggers over the years but my god but that was that was bad and that was i mean that was just like well she wasn't drunk (laughs) She wasn't drunk, so it wasn't over the top or interesting. <laughs> uh, I was fascinating that, like, I mean, Lisa tried to appeal to humanity and be like, I didn't, I'm learning something about that. But the bottom line is, you're still a bad person. <laughs> like, watching her and Heather, like, just be like, they saw through the whole act. But then the fact that Heather still doubles down on that as her friend. And then they go, they, they turn into like titty queen, like whatever was happening. They kept pulling their shirts down, rubbing their tits together and pushing them on glass. And like, what? While Whitney's like crying <laughs> alone, betrayed by her cousin and her confidant. Like what? Why is this happening? <sighs> Salt Lake is a mess. <laughs> it's a complete mess i mean it's always been a mess there's always something and maybe it's just that they're all mormon i don't know but it's like there's something off about the franchise well and i have been thinking about it watching these very dramatic episodes and i think you're right that i that it is a lot of it is to do with the fact that like they just really don't have a connection yeah like miami they absolutely have connections potomac I mean, yes, I don't I don't know how well they all knew each other before the show, but like it's the most consistent cast in terms of the span of the show and how much it changes or doesn't change. And so it's like you're seeing at this point longtime friends that have been doing it, at least uh, colleagues. <laughs> uh, so it feels different. But this, yeah, there's there's a more disconnect where there's like they're trying there's that artificiality, I think. Yeah. And it feels the most, I mean, like, social media is one of the worst things to happen to Real Housewives, I think. Because so much stuff takes place off screen, on social media, and then stuff on screen is because of social media. Mm. And it's just just a mess. But Salt Lake feels 
more than any other franchise feels very aware of public discourse it feels the most scripted too sometimes yeah it's very meta feeling Mm -hmm. well and so much of that is heather i think and i did you get this spot like okay confessionals like jen sometimes is just really funny lisa is a savant right and a philosopher (laughs) um heather i'm like does heather have a gay just like telling her thing like is it a cyrano situation where she has an earpiece (laughs) like because all everything she says in the confessional is like so like there's punchlines it's so prepared and i don't think heather is like that funny (laughs) so i don't i'm like just curious who's writing these lines for her i think she can like she but when things are light she has historically come up with jokes in the moment yeah on the show she called herself a flapper with cankles (laughs) just look for the flapper that's true like i think i think she's funny but there are absolutely housewives who have lines fed to them beforehand and have stuff written and you know absolutely because it's just there's one i guess yeah i guess maybe i have to give heather some she is smart that's why she was a fan favorite yeah she's funny yeah yeah it's just like her lines are so like sometimes i'm like that's too good of a line heather and also i'm mad at you because you're a mean girl (laughs) she really is yeah it's when they don't have any personality like that in the actual show it only comes out in confessions that yeah. you're like okay this was you know yeah where'd you get that yeah <laughs> you get your teresa's what <laughs> <laughs> huh <laughs> she brought me sprinkle cookies have you gotten the sprinkle cookies yet? <laughs> Anthony finally watched Real Housewives of New Jersey season two. I so. did, but we're not talking about that today. <laughs> no, because that's a whole thing by itself. That's its own episode. I am obsessed with Teresa, in part because of Girls Trip. Right. I got sucked in because I did the Girls Trip season two first, which is incredible. It's honestly some of the best Housewives material I've ever seen fell and i love i mean i'm everyone knows i'm a troll for brandy glanville i love brandy uh so i very much enjoyed that and then i watched the first season and then i fell in love with Teresa on there <laughs> and then that just translated into me finally picking back up new jersey so we'll talk about that later but i love Teresa. i love a. I love the girls trips yeah girls trip is great girls trip peacock telling you <laughs> It's, Peacock, you stand on this. You're like the guy in Times Square that hands out the cards that have the voucher. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen Girls Trip and you love Housewives, watch Girls Trip because it's like it's veterans. You know what I mean? Like veteran housewives, and it's really interesting because they've all watched each other's franchises, and so it'll be like this thing that happened on your show seven years ago. Can we talk about? Oh that? my god. And it's really cool. It's a really, like, some of them, like, especially season two, which is the ex-wives club, you feel like it's a little bit of maybe Bravo was testing the waters for some of them to return to their respective franchises. Yep. Maybe. Uh, 
but it's just interesting to watch veterans of the game all the all-stars like come together and play you know like where else do you get to see brandy glanville tell taylor from beverly hills the year that your husband killed himself was really hard for me (laughs) where else do you get to see that while like portia side eyes the conversation Phaedra. Oh my god, not Portia. Wow. Excuse me. Sorry, racism. Phaedra. Thanks, <laughs> Ramona. I know, I'm Ramona Singer! <laughs> but like, where do you get that? Where else do you get that? It's Battle of the Network Stars with your all-time faves and also the other ones. <laughs> Mostly faves. Even the ones that aren't actual favorites of mine are pretty enjoyable to watch. I... I saw Dorinda on Girls Trip, who is the the monster in that season, uh, season two. She's just, she's so fun at first, and then you understand that she's a drunk. <laughs> but um, I I've became obsessed with her, and then I saw the first season. I saw Luann, and I said, "Fuck!" Now I have to watch New York. I fell in love with anti vaxxer Vicky and Tamra, my queen, and now I have to watch Orange County. I can't wait for season three. Oh my god. That's gonna bad weather. Oh. Alexia and Marisol from Miami. Oh. Giselle and Candace from Potomac. <laughs> and then I forget who else. I think New York people, I think. I think it might be New York Atlanta girls. I can't remember. So that's the thing. I love those pairings. At any other time, you're like, talk about the convergence of angels. But I'm curious about timeline, about when season three was filmed. Because if you're watching Potomac, Giselle and Candace are out to murder each other. Yeah. And so are Whitney and Heather. Um, also, I can't wait. Good stuff. So, okay. Thinking about the saga of the hugs that bind us, the hug that takes us to Salt Lake between Lisa Barlow and, um, and Meredith, or thinking about now Potomac... And now Whitney and Heather, or Whitney and Robin. Wendy and Robin. Oh my god, I am breaking. This is a day. Sorry, <laughs> thank you for being patient with me. Wendy and Robin yeah. have now made up. Apparently it doesn't last. It didn't seem <laughs> like it was gonna, but I really wanted to. Because I don't, I think that was my biggest problem with Zen Wen was that she was super aggro against Giselle and Robin in a misunderstanding. But, okay, what's up with Ashley Darby? I don't know what her problem is. It's a, You can't tell with her what's real and what's not. No, at this point, like, I spent so long just being like, oh, she just married this guy for the money. She's waiting until X number of years have been satisfied as per the prenup. And then she's leaving him and her and her mom are going to have a lot of money. I thought that was the case for so long. And then I'm like, that's why she makes up for the sexual assault stuff. That's why she sees past that. That's why she discounts all of those accounts. That's why she... But now I'm like, I think she actually is in love with this guy. Yeah. And he's doing some weird financial shit with them. And I just, I don't think she knows how to live her life. No. The I checked out when I heard the words. I don't know if I can get this out. And she said, I had a. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. A coochie craving. <laughs> for Michael. 
I checked out. My it, I went into self-preservation mode. The blast doors went down. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I can't. For her golem-like, as Candace called him, crusty-ass husband. <laughs> yeah. I just... And, and the fact that even if it was just for money, the fact that she does defend all the sexual assaults and all of this is is despicable. Yeah. I don't care if it's just for money. It's despicable regardless. She's saying... But there's documented on film documentation, thank you, of Michael assaulting people. And she goes, no, that didn't happen. It was a misunderstanding. He's Australian. That's just what they do. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. I still love Potomac. Mia can go. She can go. <sighs> why, why is she there? Why is she there? Mia can go. Love Candace, who still gets messy as hell, uh, especially on her social media, but I don't care. Candace don't is think, the star. I don't think we've ever seen a housewife show as much growth as Candace has. Yeah. Um, And I love how much candace has going on off camera that she doesn't make her storylines like yes she had a party to celebrate that she just got her mba yeah look there's all this drama with her with chris and giselle because giselle's lying and saying something happened between her and chris and then candace just drops like oh have celebrating getting an mba just got trina on my record but it doesn't become her main thing and i think i feel like she said that early on was like housewives was a job she had a five-year plan and that was it. And it's like she's making so much stuff happen for herself. And I love it. Yeah, well, and it, growth as a viewer, too. She is another saga on that because I did not enjoy her when she first came out on the show. And now I'm like, Candace is the final girl of Potomac. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love her. I love her. Watching the way she reacts to people now when they maybe deliberately try to provoke her or whatever. And like how she has really learned and grown and learned how to manage her anger and etc cetera, etc cetera. and the, the, her relationship with her mother the way she approaches My that God. Now, it's she's incredible it's amazing is it not it really is i did i did love the reunion on the last season the reunion when they're like candace you can't talk like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't just cut to like killing someone's family with your words <laughs> but she has learned she has Watching her sit down with Giselle, who is spreading lies about her husband, watching her sit down with Giselle and be like, because, and I think she afforded her so much grace and in, in, in care and how she spoke to her because she does love Giselle, but watching her be like, as calm as a cucumber, just trying to get the, get through what she had to say and tell Giselle that what she's doing is wrong and <laughs> insulting to actual survivors and like all of that. I'm just like, good for you. You are like learning to do the work and you're doing the work. And it was also very, um, that was shit. Like I, uh, Robin and Giselle were really making me angry. That whole trip to Miami. It was, yeah. They were awful. And when Mia and Wendy got into kind of a physical altercation and Candace was talking about it and hearing about it and started crying and it's like it really triggered her because she went through a really traumatic incident with Monique. Because Monique tried to kill her on camera. Yeah. And the other women are like, why is she crying? What's she crying about? Why is she making it about her? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, do you guys get it at all? Yep. But Robin's winning me back. 
Giselle's just kind of there. I love Giselle. I'll always love Giselle. <laughs> yeah. What is she doing? But she never has a storyline. And it's part of her skill, I think, is she's able to create storylines and they're never about herself. Oh, it's about everyone else. I don't know. Potomac's in a weird place, too, I think. It is. It's 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 going through a, a some kind of grief slump or something. Because <laughs> everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. I think they need some new cast. I don't want to see any of the OGs go, but I also think they need new blood. Or more Katie Rost. <laughs> or more Katie Rost, if she is. If her healing journey is good. Yeah, she probably doesn't need to be on TV, but <laughs> I love Katie Rost. Karen's great. Karen's really great, because I think she's chilled out some. Yeah. Uh, she's a little more easygoing and isn't taking offense to every little thing. It's very similar to Meredith. It's like seeing someone get the note and then just chill out. And then like, I can just enjoy you for being a queen. That's great. A lot of housewives. There's always more. So much housewives. We're only, Stacey, we are only mid-season with Salt Lake and Potomac. Oh my God. Miami just started up. Girls Trip season three. That's I'm guessing that's probably going to be like a spring or summer. So it's like, by the time these are done, I'll have Girls Trip and then another season of Beverly Hills to just complain about how nothing happens. And then I just can't believe it. It's my, my, uh, my cup of rich women overfloweth. I know. Thank you, Peacock. (laughs) Is that your Christmas tree? It's all Peacock. It's all housewife ornaments. And then there's a little Peacock at the top instead of a star. Yes. But I say, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Okay. I'm not afraid to say it. I know it's outlawed. You're at the store. When you leave the store and the cashier says happy holidays, you turn back. I turn back and I say, what did you say to me? (laughs) (laughs) What? Merry Christmas. And then I link arms with Lisa. (laughs) Go eat some Kit Kats. Go eat some... Yeah, well, both Lisas. I have one Lisa. Oh, right. And that's that. Two angels. She's flanked by two angels. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll probably do another one of these. Because, you know, there's always so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. We have an entire, we have an entire mini Sopranos to talk about. Okay. So that's coming. Oh, the horror show of New Jersey season two. Everyone, just start watching. If you haven't already, start watching it now by the time, so you can be caught up by the time we get to it. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, as Stacy said, it literally should have been part of our non-horror horror month that we did on the regular feed. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. It is some of the most upsetting TV I've ever seen. That's all I'll say. Uh, okay. Well, GayLordsOfDarkness.com is, you know. Is anybody, I wonder if anybody listens to this and doesn't listen to Gaylords. <gasps> do you think? I wonder. Yeah, tell us not. if you do. If you do, tell us. And also to all our listeners, as always, I can never say this enough. And I always say it whenever we do one of these. Thank you so much for getting into Housewives. <laughs> if you have started. Yeah. I keep seeing messages from people that are saying like, I just saw um, 
I just started, I'm watching Potomac. I just got to this, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. girl Paula, I'm talking to you, Paula, message, has been messaging me about her journey, and I'm just, like, so grateful for it. So, yes, thank you all for, for taking a chance on some queens. Yay. Yay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>